It's episode 172 of the Tuesday Night Podcast, and I'm not in it, except for this little part in the beginning here, because it's a B-Team episode. They discuss the games they played at SBJ's funeral. B-Team Will becomes a robot of the revolution. Dungeon Master Greg describes one of his favorite games, Dice Throne, and apparently doesn't know the difference between an oligarchy and plutocracy. Do you? B-Team Logan redeclares his love for Keyforge. And together, all of the B-Team tackles such questions as... Codenames? Or codename pictures? How important is the name of a game? And to tattoo? Or not tattoo? This and more, coming up right meow! My suspicion is that Dalton, you guys know who Dalton Brack is? Dalton Brack? Dalton Brack. Dalton, Dalton. It's all the same when you speak a foreign language. What? Oklahoma is like, might as well be a foreign country as far as I care. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he's the one who's going to be editing this. Oh. Dalton Brack. Yeah. If you haven't listened to his podcast, Malthouse Games, have you guys listened to that one? I have not listened to that one. Well, give it a whirl. I think Dalton is definitely on the enemy Delton. side. Delton. Delton. Sure. Delton. I'm looking at the Malthouse Games Twitter account, and it's Delton Breck. There you go. Delton, Dalton. Delton. When you're translating from Oklahoman, what difference does it make? Yeah, it is. It gets a little rough. Well, this isn't how this is not how he sees the means of production. But this is the thing. You're not listening. Front Delton Hill. is clearly on the side of the enemies. Uh-oh. His wife <gasps> is with us. Ah. Yeah, that's what we like. I can tell. I can tell. I'm getting, I'm getting secret messaging. <laughs> this is the real issue here. We haven't recorded together since before Thanksgiving. I know. That's terrible. It's been. Yeah. It's been a long time. Two months. Like, it was, it was literally November 26th was when Logan and I last recorded together. And we were without our third comrade. I made a very poor choice. Logan, you missed out on all the bachelors uh-huh. and the partying. <laughs> we had all of the bachelors. Every one of them. What did wow. we do at the bachelor party, Greg? Greg and I were groomsmen for the old SBJ who's yep. not dead, as no, the leadership I... would have you believe. I let him out of the dungeons to get married. We let him out, <laughs> let him breathe some fresh air, get some marriage done. and then... I mean, the, the ultimate torture is going to be married, being married for the rest of his life yeah, to well, a woman. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, women are fine, and women marrying women, I fully endorse. <laughs> it's the whole women and men marrying stuff that's just out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> But we did play good games. Yeah, we played so, a lot of games that weekend. Yeah, we did. For the for the bachelor party, we rented a house, a condo in the Wisconsin Dells. We had yep. eight dudes in a house. Yep. And everybody was instructed to bring a tabletop game. Not everybody did, but Greg brought more than enough to cover everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard to choose. I think one of the best ones we played was 
Dice Throne. Dice Throne. Dice Throne is such a good game. That name does absolutely nothing to describe what it the doesn't. game actually is. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't. Telling somebody it's like Yahtzee when that person's never played Yahtzee, and yes, I understand. I am the only person on this planet who has never played Yahtzee, but I've never played Yahtzee. You've never played Yahtzee? I mean, it's combat Yahtzee, which is even better. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, so it's yeah. like... Um, Logan, you haven't played Dice Throne? Uh, no, I have not. I, I am shocked because I I would have assumed that this would be a, a game that you absolutely would like not only have played, but own and own like the expansion and everything. I mean, let's see. Two to six players. Guess got a great player count. 7.9 yep. on Board Game Geek. That's a good number. Yep. It's got dice in it. Love it. Yep. It's about heroes. I mean, it's checking all my boxes here. There's a very handsome dwarf man there. In a minute, we can let Greg describe Dice Throne. But the number one most important thing I want to say about the game is, and I think I'm right in this, Greg. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. There's no targeting of anyone. Correct. On purpose. <laughs> Correct. And that you're playing a one-on-one game, which there's only one person to well, attack. Yes. No targeting. So when you're playing free-for-all, who your target is is random. Huh. Well, wait, let's go back to basics. Dice okay. Throne is a game about... So Dice Throne is combat Yahtzee, but it's much better than that. Each hero has their own special moves and abilities, and you also have a deck of cards that allow you to upgrade those abilities so that you're improving your hero as the game plays out. So I don't, are they heroes? I mean, we're not trying to help anybody. We're all kind of like having a battle royale here. You're having a battle royale to sit on the dice throne. It's like Game of Thrones, but with dice. Yeah. In the game of dice throne, you win or you dice. Then you sort of read over what they can do. Every hero plays different. The Barbarian is pretty much just massive amounts of damage. Out of the main set, the Shadow Thief is all about just hiding in the background, avoiding combat until you get a lot of combat points, and then unleashing that on people. There's ones that are slow burns. They're all rated as easy to play or difficult to play. Hmm. It's like magic in that you have phases. So you have your upkeep phase and your income phase where you get points to spend on cards you draw cards into your hand you have four you have an attack phase so you roll your dice just like yahtzee three times to try to get the best dice roll that you can then if you're playing on teams you're just attacking the other team if you're playing free-for-all you randomly you roll the die to see who gets randomly targeted see this is so important let's not understate this that when you're doing an attack it's you, you roll the dice and then it's randomly selected out of the other people at the table of who is going to get yeah. attacked. Hmm. Nobody can feel like everybody's picking on them because it's a literally a random dice roll. So where does strategy come in? So strategy comes in with what attacks you're picking. Mm. How you get your dice, what attack you're going to do. You're trying to do, based off of your character, the best possible move you can. Hmm. And every hero is different. It's just pure fun. Yeah. It, it's fast to learn. Like, everybody understands the dice rolls. You the board in front of you with your character shows you exactly what you can do, what the dice faces do, how likely they are to come up. You get little icons that you can put on people or put on yourself that do various different things depending on your character. All the heroes feel incredibly unique. None of them play the same way. 
you just have a good time. If somebody gets knocked out, they even have a rule that if you get knocked out in the first two rounds, like for all the random rolls hit you, you get to come back in at half health. Yep. Oh. So there's like rules to say, hey, if you got picked on and knocked out, that's not fine. You get to come back in at half health and continue yeah. playing the game because it's meant to just be fun. Yeah, I think the biggest drawback to this game is is literally the name. Because every time I heard about it, I was like, ugh, that's like <laughs> fantasy, knights, dragons, blah, blah, dwarves, elves, yawn, not interested. Because it's like throne. And this barbarian is very cute. So I'm certain I've seen this art at Gen Con or something. Yeah. And then I read the title yeah. and I moved on. Yep. It's because it's like, <laughs> I don't care about throne. My first Gen Con year, I went to the booth. I saw, oh, this art looks really great. He's like, oh, it's Dithrod. I'm like, eh, eh. And then he ran through one turn, and I was hooked. Yeah. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Once you play the game, you're in. They should have spelled Throne with a T-H-R-O-W-N, and then yeah. it would have yeah. made more sense. That would have been good. But <sighs> great game. Like, it's easily in my top five. I bring it almost everywhere. You bring it to bachelor parties. Greg and I survived the bachelor party survived the wedding with all the bizarre rituals <laughs> that straight people undertake i <laughs> i am kind of glad that i'm not married and probably never will be because i i need somebody to translate all of that into homosexual for me someday <laughs> which one was the man and which one was the other man i know i just like i i there was not two husbands and i was like how can you get married without another husband around or I don't know. So then everybody left and we actually closed out the last night of kind of like the wedding and everything with the last few people that were there playing insider. And then <laughs> I'm almost ashamed to say that's not lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good game. It's super that's solid. Lemonade is a solid game. It's so easy to play. It's so easy. I know. I hate Listen, that. when the revolution comes, the only thing that we will leave standing is that's not is lemonade. That's not lemonade. Eh, I like Mothership, too. Yeah, I do, too. You know what? Can we can we pencil in two rooms and a boom also just a little bit? No, no. We'll come up with something better than that. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Those things are sticking around. They're just going to cool. be more socially controlled yeah well they'll, they'll be in the favor of the people rather than siphoning all of the <laughs> funds and everything up into just two people sometimes greg says stuff and it sounds like he's on a <laughs> different sort of thing than us <laughs> just keep an eye on that dude <laughs> so my issue that i wanted to bring up and guide us through this discussion because there's many things we can discuss is I basically have been traveling every other week since the last time we recorded. Every two weeks, I have been traveling. You have been on the road a lot, visiting encampments. Yeah, just checking out the comrades and seeking out the populace and <laughs> finding our, our little pockets of support and, and giving them the encouragement and support that they need. And require, really. Hello, comrades and potential comrades, all that can hear my voice. If you want to submit a story, just send those to podcast at Tuesday Night Games dot com. Make sure that you 
include at the end that you'd like to be a comrade, not a knight of the existing patriarchy. The oligarchy. The oligarchy. Are they? They're not rich. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you think. How many copies of World Championship Russian Roulette have they sold? Those dudes are rolling in money. They just play the poor so that they, you know, don't don't provoke the proletariat. Mm, we're on to it. Yes, this is, it's all a ruse. And if you would like to open your eyes and join the revolution, then please submit those stories and make sure to tell them that Will, Greg, and Logan sent you. Yes, and just, yes. Uh, just very clearly state in your submission that you would like to be a comrade, not a knight. Yes. And they will have to obey. Yes, that's the law. I mean, they might not, but that's why we're overthrowing them anyways. Yes, we we will remember our friends. Yes, yes. If you say a comrade, even if they bestow the night upon you uh, against your wishes, we, we, we remember. The revolution remembers. Yes, absolutely. We will always hold you in our hearts. But the one other thing, I came across the game. It's so much fun. I think Greg hates it. Uh-uh. Cogs and Commissars. I don't hate it. <laughs> I had a good time. It is the perfect game for revolutionaries, is it not? It is a great game. I have not played this game. I will say this, though. <laughs> what will you say? We started at midnight. Yeah. And I was already tired. Yeah. <laughs> and certain people at that table... Were not playing the speed game. They were not speeding through. They thought there was more to the game than there was. There is a lot of, let me read everything here. I like the logo. It's it's very revolution-ish. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I would definitely play it again. And I think it would go much faster the second time playing through. Yeah. Because I was like, do this, do this. But they're like, hmm. Shall we describe the game in, in Elevator? Yeah. Yes. You should be a uh, a robot of the revolution <laughs> when you describe it. <laughs> robot of the revolution. Oh my goodness. I was practicing robot singing earlier this evening, so I might be able to pull this off. All right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need a, I'm looking at a timer. I'm going to make sure that I keep it to one minute. And ding me Che Guevara. I am your robot leader, and we are in communist Russia throughout the 20th century and all of the other communist leaders such as Lenin, <laughs> Putin, give me another one. I can't remember their names. I know Gorbachev. Yuri and Dropoff, but no one remembers him. <clears throat> Gorbachev. We are all robot leaders. We are fighting over the hearts of the proletariats in this deck not building, but deck game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just some decks. It is a screw your opponent game as much as possible (laughs) and try to get all of the proletariats to your side. That's the best I can do. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was a good robot. Way to go. I don't know that I like that pitch it sounds yeah like a game that i would not enjoy i mean a main thing of the game is that you're trying to steal hearts of the people from the other players the other leaders yeah part of the game is just basically sending people to the gulag or stealing them from other people so it is a very versus game yes and the main point of the game is like basically everybody has the same deck of cards 
if you play with the robot communist leaders, they have their own particular ability that they can do, mm-hmm. but that's not necessary to play with those. And the the point of the game is just screw your opponents as much as possible. Yeah. See, I don't like I don't like gotcha games so much. Uh, or take that game. Take that game. That's what it's called. It's a take that game. I like it because for me, theme and art are most important, really, or take highest precedence in game for me. And I just love the art and I love the concept of robot propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) They they pulled the art off really well. I'm not huge on sort of mess up with the other players games either but this so the thing is is since everybody has the same cards you kind of know what everybody can do it's a lot more of a strategy type magic-y feel Hmm. in essence you're trying to just get enough people on your side to do your revolution so that they can't stop you from revolting the theming of it doesn't make it feel as much of you're just screwing with everybody over. Yes, that's the and the main thing of the game is don't overthink what is my opponent trying to do? You're all trying to do the same thing, folks. You all have the same cards. If somebody's playing a propaganda card and you have a counter propaganda card, play the counter propaganda card. Don't overthink it. <laughs> but all right, Greg's still the only one without tattoos here. True. You don't have a tattoo, Greg? No, nah, he's a no. clean teen. What a square. That's okay. You know what? All right. Listen, ta- I'm just kidding. You make your own you make your own choices, Greg. He exercises his tattoos on the skin of the prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, my artwork is spread throughout the world. True. Oh jeez. <laughs> Through the psychic scars I put. No, I'm kidding. There has never been something that I felt so attached to that I thought I want it on me on a permanent basis. I want it attached to yeah, me. Yeah, right. see, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, I have a whim. <laughs> Let me get a tattoo. <laughs> I was like, anything that I think is really cool right now, 10 years from now, I will think is lame, and therefore I won't get any tattoos. So then I waited 10 years, and all the stuff that I still thought was cool, I got tattoos of. Sponsors, yay! Thank you for sponsoring us. Send us free stuff for money. We'll talk about your stuff, but only if we like it. <laughs> Hello, it is me, Madame Esmeralda. I apologize for interrupting your Tuesday night podcast, but I just have to tell you all about my wonderful tarot card collection. You see, I have so many tarot cards. They are all beautiful. And where do I get all of my beautiful tarot cards with which I can tell your fortune in future? Well, I get them from thegamecrafter.com. Yes, you may not realize this, but many artists know the secret that the place to go to make the most beautiful tarot cards showing off their beautiful art is indeed thegamecrafter.com. With their easy-to-use card publishing system, you'll simply choose tarot card size, input your art, your tarot card logistics, bit bam boom, and then you have beautiful tarot card art. However, if you are like me, not an artist, I cannot draw worth a dang, but instead are a tarot card enthusiast, you should go ahead and look at everything that is available on 
TheGameCrafter.com because so many artists made tarot cards, it is tarot card heaven. <laughs> Let me tell you. Now, me, Madam Esmeralda, has so many tarot cards, it boggles even my mind. Do I tell your fortune with the manga tarot cards? Maybe the werewolf tarot cards? Or maybe you just want some Dilaltstestas Mortos tarot cards? Yeah, all of these different type of tarot cards, they are available on the GameCrafter.com. So what will it be? How do you want me to tell your future? For right now I see in the tarot cards before me, more of the Tuesday Night Podcast. <laughs> I have been playing a whole bunch of Decrypto. Have y'all played Decrypto? No, tell me about Decrypto. We can we can close out with your game that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I think people probably have heard of my game. Decrypto is kind of popular. I don't know. Anyway, Decrypto is a game that is reminiscent of Password and also a little bit of Codenames, but everybody is actively involved in it. Whereas Codenames, you have two people that are actively involved and everybody else is just doing their thing until the Codemasters have a code to give. Decrypto, okay, let me set this up. You have four words that only your team can see. The other team has four words that only they can see. And you communicate to each other using those four words. You have to communicate little three number sequences where you're like, okay, word number four is fish. So you might write down band because there is a band named fish and that would indicate that it's like number one on the series of codes and there's always a three digit code and the other team listens carefully to all of the clues that you give because they will be compiling the clues and trying to decipher what your code words are because the name of the game is not to correctly give the codes to each other because that should be a given you should be communicating correctly and in fact if you don't communicate correctly twice then you lose but the other team is trying to intercept your codes. So if they can guess what the three digit code is when your team sends it, then that team wins. It's really thrilling and it makes everybody at the table feel like a genius. <laughs> and it's good practice <laughs> for the revolution. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing and intercepting codes. So ultimately, let me, let, let's end with this one question. Mm -hmm. I'll try not to make it hilarious. Oh, pl what? Which is better, codenames words or codenames pictures? Cody's pictures, what? This is a hilarious premise of a question. Uh, it's funny to me that you'd ask this. Pictures. Greg? Pictures, you fool. Greg? It's pictures. Okay. <laughs> I agree. It's pictures. Why would anybody do the regular code names? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to build suspense there, like there could be rift in, in the leadership, but it's, it's, it's Toad's pictures. I mean, I know somebody else in Minnesota who claimed that the regular words one was better. So you have his home address, Greg. Oh, I deal with that problem on a regular basis. It's fine. Oh. That's, we should change his name to that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, let people know where they can hear more of your glorious leadering voice of the revolution. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, that's at Logan Jenkins. And uh, I also do a show, another show than this one with Greg called Very Random Encounters, where we play pen and paper RPGs and randomize as many things as possible. Can I get started, Greg, in all of my critiques of Logan's interpretation of 1980s? Because it <laughs> no. gets me a little hot under the collar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
we'll take that in alternate history class. Ugh. We'll put a lot of people through it. It's fine. Is it like when Superman landed in the Soviet Union instead of the United States? Yes. Okay. Yes. Red Sun. Good old <laughs> Red Sun. The name of the comic. Oh my God, Greg, you you are better than all of us. <laughs> Greg, where can they find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at White Wing. I do the wonderful podcast with Logan, Very Random Encounters. I am part of another Pokemon podcast. Wait, another Pokemon podcast? <laughs> yeah, one with Will and some other guy. Ugh, the undead SBJ. Yes. Although he's soon to change his initials. I don't know what yeah, he's going to do know about what, that. I don't know what we're doing about that. Ugh. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. SBS. No, because the the B is the part that's going. <laughs> and the J. SS. No. Just SS. No. Nope. SS and. How about SS and? Well, I've, I've floated that one and I got shot down. Oh. You can find me at Wash in the Sink on all forms of media except for Snapchat. I'm on It's Super Effective Pokemon Podcast with Greg. And I'm on Drive Check, a Cardfight Vanguard podcast, where we talk about Cardfight Vanguard and other trading card games, <laughs> but mostly <laughs> Cardfight Vanguard. I mean, we've all kind of gotten into magic lately, so, and Keyforge. Keyforge is so good and so fun to think about all the permutations. All card games are good. The Emperor Punches the Shark. The what? Would you stop? Stop. Y'all, I, oh, I guess I can sort of pimp my stuff. Okay, so there's a, a Twitch channel called Tabletop Royale where they do play a lot of Keyforge, and I do their art. Oh, um, nice. This is the first time I've ever made Twitch symbols, you know, like the little emoticons. Well, uh, emoticons, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I did those. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Recommending everybody submit your proletariat to comrade submissions, indicating yes. that you want to be a comrade. Yeah. Frontil. F-R-U-N-T-I-L. Frontil. Frontil next time, Logan. Frontil next time, Greg. Frontil next time, Logan. Frontil next time, Will. Frontil next time, Greg. Frontil next time, Will. Well, that closes episode 172 of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Thank you so much, B-Team, and thank you so much, Delton Brack, for editing this episode with me. <laughs> much obliged. Seriously, if you want to go ahead and tell the B-Team you're enjoying what they're doing, you want to be a comrade, please do send an email at podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Spelled with a K. Don't forget to give us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. I recommend all the stars. And we also have something going on on our social media at PlayTKG for March Madness right now. So you can vote on what is your favorite card on Two Rooms and a Boom. It's easier to check it out than it is for me to explain. So on all your social media, 
at PlayTKG. Thank you so much for your time, and make sure you tune in next time when we get Mike Selinker on the show. He's kind of a big deal, so tune in. All right, bye!